Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Silver Lobo, and returning is our oddly non-magical guest, Magically Average. Please be warned, we will be talking about Spring 2021 anime, so there will be major spoilers ahead. Magically Average, what are we watching this week, or what are we continuing to watch? I always ask what we're watching, but we know what we're watching at this point. It's it's too far into the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, continuing to watch, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and max my level. Nothing really to say on this. It's, it's a great show if you want to turn your brain off, if you don't mind reading subtitles, and you like really fluffy stories each episode there's no real main arc there's no continuation of any plots that you see at the beginning it is just as lobo put it last week cute anime girls going on adventures enough said well that's quick yeah lobo you got anything <laughs> i don't even remember what happened all i know is there was a, there was a cute moment and that was it that's all I, that's, that's that's it you know so I assume some shit went down in two-year eternity this week. Um, yeah, well, it, it got real. Um, there's, uh, in the last episode, I talked about the main guy showing up at, like, a uh, a shop or whatever, and he meets this kid who's wearing, like, a gecko mask. His face is all deformed and everything. Um... He's trying to, like, better himself in a lot of ways. And he's trying to, like, distance himself from the main guy, uh, Fushi. Just remember his name. His name's Fushi. So, he found out something new about himself. This this, uh, this young boy, uh, Gugu. 
the fucking mad scientist Gaga? Goo Goo is his name. The, Gaga. The mad scientist that fucking fixed his face up and everything also put in um, alcohol in his body to uh, distill. There is a vessel in his body that holds alcohol and just ferments in there. And he went in. They never show his face. All you know is there's a cork in there somewhere. I'm assuming the nose. He uncorks and he grabbed a hose and just starts sucking. And all of a sudden you just see the liquid coming out of his body. And it's just clear, like kind of milky colored. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This This is like a bunch of pus or something. Like what's going on? And he says, oh, it's alcohol. I've been collecting it in your body this entire time. And that was enough to send uh, the kid to run away and be like, fuck this place. I'm out. And he decided, fuck this mask. I'm going to be me now. And then he got a lot of grief from people, ugly looks, all sorts of shit. And he's just trying to live his life. And it's sad. It's really fucking sad how people treated him. This show sounds like depression, the show. There's a, it goes through like different aspects of life with different people and like the troubles they'll go through. Cause it is just about Fushi understanding what it's like to be human and all the, the hardships that come with it. So he wasn't present in this episode that much. It was mostly just the kid, but by the end he does show up to save him from a bunch of like slavers or something like that. And, uh, they both made a pact to just be monster brothers because he's a weird immortal being that they deem monster and Gugu's face is all fucked up. So he deems himself a monster and that's, that's just how it ended. It was just a lot of like day in the life of Gugu and not a great day. Not a great day. Was the moral of that episode, you can be ugly on the outside and the inside or like, what was the takeaway? Because I think if you're uh, a walking I think the takeaway, the takeaway of it was accept yourself. Because he he kept wearing the mask and he kept just you know being who he was with the mask on, and eventually he's just like, "Fuck this mask, I'm gonna be me." And it did come with a lot of like grief and hardships from and dealing with people who just didn't understand him and would tease him and all this shit. But he never went and put the mask on. He never hit his face. He he dealt with it. He was like, this is me. I have to deal with it. And uh, more power to him, I guess, because like it, it, he never once caved in. He stuck with it. He kept the mask off. To, to make light of a serious subject, would this make him a literal alcoholic? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the only one-off show that I have to talk about this week is The World Ends With You. Honestly, I'm just watching this to fucking, like, I have nothing else to watch because I've essentially dropped Mars Red. Um, it, yeah, I've, I've, I think I'll finish Mars Red. Like, I'll re-watch the entire thing because it's, like, really fucking weird and confusing and, like, the main plot line is told through like subtext it seems and then like all of a sudden in episode seven or eight it's like hey here's the main plot it's like wait what the fuck is going on like you just committed like this guy just dies for like apparently like really no reason and then he's just like okay live on for me it's like wait what 
I don't know. It was weird. Uh, the world ends with you. Again, it's like I. Everybody thinks that the game is like all that in a bag of chips, and so I'm just like, okay, I'll watch it to see the plot. I'm really like, I haven't read anything on message boards or Reddit or whatever else, but like, I really hope the plot in the game is a lot better than the plot in this show because the plot in this show is just doo doo. It's not great and it annoys me. It's like, it had me at first. It's like, okay, you're part of these like killing games, and if you survive, you get reborn because everybody here's dead. Oh, guess what? You made it to the end. Only one of you, which is like you and your partner because you have to have a partner, only one of you gets to get reborn. Cool, you can go play the game again, except your entrance fee to play the game is the most important thing to you, which is your partner, so we're going to kill your partner, essentially, and then you're going to play the game again. Cool, you made it past the second round, but guess what? Your partner in the second round was actually alive all along, and he was cheating, or somehow, is like, that's part against the rules, so guess what? You have to play the game a third fucking time. What is this bullshit? Is this really the plot of the video game that everybody's like, this game's amazing! I, the gameplay has to be good, because the fucking plot is just like, alright, I really hope that this show is really just that bad and the game is really that good because the plot in the show is just shit. It's really not good. They skip over a lot, I have a feeling, and they just I'm not I'm 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 I don't know why I'm watching the show right, honestly. <laughs> like it's it's like, hey, I've I've finished watching my shows on Saturday or finished my shows on Sunday. I still have to wait for all my Monday shows tomorrow. What else can I watch? And then it's the world ends with you. So I don't know. I I need to drop it, but at this point I'm so far deep. It's just like, all right, let's see how this train wreck like ends. For the love of God, if this man isn't reborn by the end of it, I I quit. I like that's a masochist for you. I don't know. Anywho, um, to move us right along, we are going to continue the conversation with uh, a show that I had originally been watching by myself, but it seems magically average started it this week we are going to talk about the pretty boy detective club and i am way further ahead along than you are so give me your like initial thoughts of where you're at what's going on what do you like what do you dislike etc it is a lot more chaotic than what you led on to believe at the beginning um uh, but i like it i like it it's a lot lot of information it's a lot of information the first three episodes yes it is a ton it's to the, whatever it was. the storytelling of it is interesting too because they they seem to put more emphasis on the like how they come about solving the mystery than the mystery itself which i don't know if that like takes away from the actual like arcs between the episodes or what but i, I kind of like that approach as far as like it being a detective club like because they're they want you to believe at the beginning that they're not super egotistical and full of themselves, but they they all really are. Like, all of them are, like, they all know that they're very pretty, and they all have these, like, pseudonames of, like, like one character is the legs, like, legs of Adonis, another one can make food incredibly well, another one is, like, a great orator, so he can do, like, tons of different voices, and he's also, like, the class president, too, so he's magical and mystical, and all the girls love him and woo over him. And then there's... The silent detective who is also, like, the son of the family who is 
on the name of the school and like he's great at art and like his incredible artistic skills and there's the their actual president who's just eccentric like through and through but he's also way younger than all of them too which is kind of like a yeah real... he's still in like middle school and they're yeah. all in high school so it's just like oh we gotta wait for our club to start because middle schooler president is yeah. you know he can't join us immediately yeah but i like because at the beginning it's it's almost like they want you to kind of sort of hate them but it's so hard to because they're all like so incredibly funny in their own weird quirky ways um I will say, too, as far as just being someone who likes artistic styles, like, for an anime overall, too, the art in this show is gorgeous. Like, the actual animation style is superb. Um, and we actually have another show that is on our list, um, which is Odd Taxi, and I like the art style there. But it's so funny, the contrast between the two, because Odd Taxi is more, like, cartoony and a little bit on the comic-y side. And then Pretty Boy Detective Club is color explosions constantly and it's just the the different styles between episodes based on like what their their mystery is because like they, the first one was finding the stars so it was a lot of like outer space and very cosmic styled art and then the the second arc is the underground casino so it's very bright flashy lights and like loud noises and you know slot machines and stuff like that so it's it's really cool how they change the art styles but Overall, I think the the concept and, and the arcs and how the storytelling goes, I, I it's very intriguing and it is it does catch you. But I will agree though with what you've been saying, Frank, and that the the conclusions and how they wrap up each arc so far has been somewhat of a letdown. But I think that that sort of ties into the whole fact that like they care. The storytelling is more focused on how they come about re- resolving the mystery than the mystery itself so the manner in which they come about resolving the this and coming up with a solution it doesn't matter so much because they did it and it's the way that they present it to you and like their emotions and being able to describe to you like this is how we found out here's the entire process it sounds over the top and crazy we know but we're just that good at it yeah and you'll you'll kind of see throughout the entire thing like the first because the episodes are like literally every arc is two episodes so the first episode is here's this mystery here's like the details behind the mystery here's who we might think it is that did this and then it's like okay everybody tomorrow let's come back with our hypothesis end of episode episode two here's our hypothesis cool here's how it actually happened end of arc and it's just like what yeah like it's just a little lackluster like the i will say i don't know if you've gotten to the art one quite yet but like that one was a little bit more compelling than the other two just for the fact that they bring the teacher out and they're like oh hey look it's it's the person who did it cool and they kind of explain a little bit more like how they did it but um yeah the newest arc that just started this past week is really interesting it's not necessarily like they know they automatically know who did it already like it's i won't kind of spoil it for you because i, I know you want to well nah, you're shaking yeah, your no, head now ahead. so fine i will yeah. um basically spoil the episode starts with like <laughs> basically the the episode starts with like this little girl who's dressed up like super proper like in the uh kimono and everything i think it's a kimono that's a kimono yeah anywho uh and she basically confronts the main girl and is like 
move out of the way, peasant. You want to die? Like, essentially, like, just shit like that. And it's just like, what the fuck? And then, like, they come into the club room, and there's just, like, this hideous art piece just standing in the middle of it. And they're like, who? Like, it's like a statue. And they're like, who did this? And then she, like, the main girl's like, hey, it may have been this person I ran into. Is this, like... But she calls it a... Uh, a ghost i forget what the word for ghost is in japanese but she calls it a ghost yokai she calls it a yokai at first and they're like no 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 that's not a yokai that's that's the student council president's uh betrothed like future fiance because of an arranged marriage and you're like oh that's interesting and then she confronts like the student council president he's like yeah it's an arranged marriage it's this whole thing but like she gave us problems before and i thought it was over but apparently it's not because she tried to be this like they tell you like she tried out to be like in the club and she got rejected by the president so she's like still got some bitter feelings so like we kind of already know how this one starts and ends so i'm just like what more can you tell me in episode two because like they legitimately end this episode like all right everybody go home and get like think of a hypothesis as to how they got it in here etc etc and why and you're like well I kind of fucking, you threw it right in our face as to why. If it's something bizarre, off the wall, crazy, like a freaking satellite in space being blown up and she sees it, then that's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. This, uh, this kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see if it's not so open, closed book as it is, or as, as it has been. No, not really as it has been. It would be a departure from what it has been by being open, closed book. Yeah. But we'll see i i it's i hope to keep I, I should be caught up by next week but i i want the i'm hoping that episode goes more into the arranged marriage because i did have to do a double take and rewind when i watched that one episode where the 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 student council president's like yes i'm actually into younger girls and but don't worry new person who's joined the detective club i'm already an arranged marriage and i was like what did he say i was like wait hang on aren't you guys like 14 yeah, i'm <laughs> I missed that point. Uh, no, high schoolers there are like seventeen. They're like they're middle schoolers are like the equivalent no. to high schoolers, and then high schoolers are just above high schoolers in the U.S. I think. Okay, because I was gonna if say I'm not mistaken. Because I th- I when I was watching the episodes, they said that the president is fifth grade, and then the rest of them are middle schoolers. Oh. So I and I don't know if the if if it correlates to the American system or not, but. Um, regardless, the concept of arranged marriage is still sort of like in, in today's day and age too, just kind of throws me off. But then the fact that they're in still school, I was like, huh, that's a weird twist. I wonder if they'll get into that. And it sounds like they will. Yeah. Okay. I'm way the fuck off. Like main girl's 14 years old. President of the club is 11. Okay. (laughs) And freaking student council president's 14. I'm way the fuck off. Maybe, maybe they're in middle school and she's in elementary i don't fucking know i don't i know the class president is, is like the year the full school year below so because that's why he's always like late yeah so yeah and the student council president's a third year yeah so so Strange but, um, stuff. yeah it's it's like that's the thing now you can see what i mean like it's not bad but it could be so much more than it mm. is yeah I, I, I wonder if, if the first season will be the two-episode arcs, and then maybe it'll push onward to longer arcs with more in-depth mysteries, but I, I still enjoy it. Maybe. I still enjoy it a lot. It's It's got a lot of good 
good aspects to it. Again, if you like crazy, exploding color art styles, this one's definitely, definitely need to look into. Yeah, it it really is. Um, so next show that we're going to talk about, and this is this is Lobo and I. This is our topic, Higgy Hero. We were both kind of off on our predictions as to what would happen in this episode. Uh, like I don't even remember what we said. We we were saying that like sh- they're gonna argue for about a half an episode and then she's gonna go home or she's gonna go home and they're gonna have a montage of like I miss you and looking out the windows etc and like oh, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, the yeah. same person now. But yeah, no, this episode they're like brother was like cool I found you cool the guy you're staying with isn't like a total fucking perv. Yeah, I can buy you a week. Was it a week or two weeks? Uh, it was a week. Yeah, I could buy you a week with mom, and that's about it. And then you got to come home. And she's like, cool. But, yeah, they, they finally go into the fucking past, and we, we nailed it. Mm-hmm. She had one friend. One friend committed suicide. Did not, not to make nail, that, like, a lighthearted did, thing. but Did like, not nail that the mom is a piece of shit and blamed her for it. That we could no, not have foreseen. Missed that. What a bitch. Missed that with my bullshit. Yeah, that was that was kind of out of left field. Like, I get. I was thinking that like their family was rich and they were like busy with work that they don't pay attention to their children. So she just ran away thinking nobody would notice because you know mm-hmm. nobody cares about me. But it's the complete opposite. So yeah, no, that's. Uh, I don't know. It was a good episode. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, no, definitely next week we're going to get like the one week. I have a feeling like next week's episode will be the full week of like, hey, this is what I'm doing with my last week. And then by the end of it, like she enters like her brother's car, like time to go home. Yeah, I. There wasn't really much here with this episode that like got me going like I I want to see more. This one is more like, OK, I got my answers and the bro's pretty cool, but that's a about it like her telling yeah like what happened was great now we know what happened we saw what kind of person she was beforehand she was a still the same like a, a really good person like really cared about her friend but it it just didn't end well for them yeah it was um it was quite something especially just like kind of thinking like hey your one best friend who says hey i don't blame you but this is the reason why i'm committed like being teased because I'm your friend is the reason why I'm being committing suicide is like, it's still kind of your fault, but just okay, like, that's like, that is not what that, she was saying. She was doing it. I, like, she was saying the reason why she committed suicide was yes. She was getting teased because she wasn't smiling anymore. She wasn't smiling anymore. Correct. Because she was more she stressed was so worried about, about her. her. Yeah. She was more stressed about her that she wasn't enjoying like being present and like enjoying life or whatever. She felt like she was the reason why her friend was no longer happy. So, yeah, it's you're it's it's still like kind of a shitty thing. Like it was. It's really like I like she idolized her in a weird way. Like at the beginning, I was like, is she like kind of cuckoo crazy thinking that she's like a goddess or some bullshit? But then she as she kept explaining why she was doing I'm like, okay. It's kind of like that, but she's more so like, my friend is suffering and it's my fault, so I'm going to fix that. And then she jumps off the fucking roof. Yeah, no, it was like, 
Yeah, it's just kind of heartbreaking. And it's just like, no, 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 like, I, like, want you to stay my friend. I don't want you to do this. And she's like, all right, I'm doing this, bye. And it's just like, oh, no. And in front of her, too, it's just like, fuck, that's heartbreaking. It's just, man, man, what a fucking tragic story. But, I mean, we kind of, we predicted mostly, like, what was going to happen. We just didn't predict the mom part, which, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fucked up. But overall, good show. Excited to see how it ends because I think they're doing this all in one season, correct? It, like, isn't that right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, which I don't think the source material is even finished, so they're going to be ahead of the source material. So that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Um, but moving forward, we're going on to something randomly wholesome. But again, Miss Nagatoro, or don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Like, honestly, Wholesome is the only fucking thing I could describe this show as. Yeah. It's so freaking good. Yeah. And it, like, it, uh, it still it catches you off guard every single week, too. It does. It, it does. Like, this, this week, the two things were basically the exams are coming up, and Nagatoro and her friends, like, all kind of daydream, hey... Like, Senpai, you have not been studying at all. Like, oh, what if you fail these and you actually become our classmate? And then, like, they go into all the teasing about that and all the hypotheticals of just, like, what they would do if they were in the same class. And then they're like, but what if he fails twice in a row and we become the Senpais? And it goes into all the hypotheticals. Oh, my God, dude. It just is so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I like the imagination of it, too like episode to episode how they they're able to tell multiple stories per episode because it it is split each episode into like two different stories or adventures or however you want to describe it and so yeah so the first one is is imagining like what would happen if he gets held back and has to be in their same grade and then is a grade behind and then and so that's like the humor and your same sort of like back and forth I guess, like banter between the two characters. And then the second episode has to do with, I guess, like good acts and deeds. And like, just, I guess his, him being more comfortable around her friends, which is now resulting in her actually being more jealous and showing it too. Cause it starts off with her coming up to the classroom, uh, the art room where he's normally painting after school for his club. And she hears like voices whispering and it's her two friends. And then uh, the third f- friend, who's now becoming a part of the group again, I guess. Um, she's the more popular one in the class. And they're all whispering to Senpai. And they're saying things that, behind a closed door, you can only use your imagination and assume what's happening. And so she, Nagatara starts freaking out. And she goes in and he just has a splinter. And they're, like, trying to get the splinter out. God, what but, a fucking way to open the, the episode, though. Like, that was just... Which was, they opened the episodes, like, with really sexual things, I feel like. Like, half the time they're very sexual, and then it's just like, oh, wait, this is just all a miscommunication, or just this is just, like... Which hmm. which is... But, it's perfect, too, because it's a, it's a great commentary on the fact that, like, Nagatoro always teases Senpai for being like a virgin and never like actually talking to girls or let alone like touching girls or anything like that. And he always gets flustered, but then, uh, this is going back a few episodes where they're at the festival. He actually comes back at her when she's making fun of him. Like, Oh, you bet you never kissed anyone at this point. This is like a lover's peak. 
like you perv and he's like yeah so i bet you've never kissed anyone either and she's like wait what uh no you calling me on my bullshit yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it it always like it always kind of goes back to this whole f- the the funny comedy of it all which is that like nagatoro always makes fun of senpai for being this person who's not very familiar with like love and affection with with females but also she always gets off put or like she's always caught off guard when something is happening that's sexual and she's like witness to it or involved with it because she's i mean we can infer for the most part but like she's not used to that either and she's not comfortable with that so when she hears her friends again behind a closed door what she assumes to be something very sexual she gets freaked out and obviously goes into the her like psycho mode which is uh both terrifying and hilarious at the same time it's always like mixed feelings whenever that happens because i'm always like uh oh but then i'm like huh it could be the episode where she kills her friends <laughs> um ah! but yeah i think it's it's just overall funny i and i i say this week to week too and it's i think it's becoming more apparent but it lends itself to the wholesome aspect that you get to see more of Nagatoro's actual emotions and feelings. Um, because another like very sexualized part of the episode. Um, but again, in a weird way, somewhat wholesome is there. He's giving her a piggyback ride and cause he lost a rock, paper, scissors bet. And, um, yeah, she's like, well, let's back it up real quick. Oh. Like the whole, the whole, the whole second part is like, hey, let's play rock paper scissors, and whoever loses carries each other's bags yeah. until this stop. And so, first one, Nagatora loses, and she begrudgingly and really angrily carries his bag, and she's like, no, no, no like I could carry, it. and she's like, no, I'm doing this. <laughs> and then the second one, he's like, okay, maybe I should throw this, and he loses. And then the third one, he's like, okay, no, I'm going to win this. I'm not throwing this. And he just loses. And instead of car- like him carrying the bags, he carries her. Yeah. And it's a wholesome fucking scene. I yeah. love it. Yeah, because in the process, he, she like slips, so he tries to catch her. And he uh, like grabs a little bit too high. And so like she hops off, and it's just like, I got to go home. And just runs. And you're like, oh... Yep okay, this was kind of weird. And, like, even Senpai feels, like, a little awkward about it, too. And then it goes to him at home studying or doing homework, and he's constantly looking at his phone, like, waiting for her to text him. And, because he, you know, he actually, like, has feelings for her, too. Which, at this point, you don't, you, you're like, okay, it's not Stockholm Syndrome, thankfully. Like, she, he's not in, like, in love with her because he's just constantly being harassed. Like, it's actual feelings. And then... They she texts him and she's obviously making fun of him and calling him pervy, and then she calls him because she's like, "Hey, what do you think I'm doing or what am I thinking about?" And he's like, "I don't know. You're probably watching TV." And she calls him. She's like, "Nope." For disaster here. Exactly. She's like, "Nope. I'm in the bathtub." And you're like, "Uh oh, this can't be good." He freaks out. And then she's yeah. And they're just on the phone, but then she accidentally turns on her video, and he's like. Nope, no, 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 no. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he's he's just kind of like he, looking away. She's like, uh, you turned your video on. Yeah, and she's just like, and then oh, she goes, fuck. <laughs> like, and it's funny too because more and more she seems to be like slipping up and making mistakes and being like, oh my gosh, I am actually like flubbing this. He's actually seeing who I really am, um, and not just literally. this mean person. Yeah, literally in this episode, but. What's nice about it at the end is he's like, you know, I only saw, like, your shoulders and above. I didn't see anything else, I promise. And she's like, 
okay, thank you. I appreciate that. You're still pervy. And he's like, yeah. And then it just kind of ends. Whatever. Yeah, no, like, oh, fuck. I really, like, this show, I, I, I knew that it was, like, everybody came into it. It was like, oh, this is going to be controversial. This is, like, bullying. This is promoting bullying. And it's just like, no, this is, this turned out to be somewhat weird. Like, it turned weirdly wholesome by episode, like, three. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm loving this show. I really am. Like, it's just nonsensical fun and wholesome and I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, I I can't speak higher praises to this show uh, for, like, defying my expectations of what I thought it was going to be. Because everybody was all up in arms about what it was without even watching it. Yeah. And, man, is it fucking good. But speaking of fucking good, Lobo, let's talk about tournament arc music style. We We, we guessed it. I, we need to stop guessing what these shows are gonna do because, like, it it just ruins the fun, kinda. But yeah, third place. How do we feel? I mean, I'm fine with that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's... we both kind of called it. We were both like, "Yeah, they're not gonna win this one, but he'll win the the individual competition." I mean, which is yet to be when seen. I when we said they're not gonna win it, we're like dead last because they are just brands making you. One person can't carry them, and he did something very clever using one of the other members' experience with playing a different style to their advantage. And he actually used two of the different and members, having, but yeah, and having the uh, the former soccer player like go hard on banging that first note, like that alone was yeah. just like, let's add sound to this that no one else has done. And it's still basic. Like, everything they did was, like, the basic stuff. He relied on the two to be support and just carry and never, like, uh, move. Keep you know, the tune. Just keep just, the tune and yeah, keep, keep it going. Yeah, keep pace. Keep tune. Uh, be the backbone of it. Have him just meld into it and, like, kind of, like, just lay low until, like, toward the end he puts his little flare in there. So all of it was just, like perfectly done for like his plan of like getting them noticed if before that i was like they'll just play it he might like go off a bit but still they'll probably get last i was pleasantly surprised when they went and got third so i wasn't expecting last but i would have honestly thought they would have gotten like fifth place out of the top six that they announced um and i i love and find it hilarious that the guy who was like super show offy compared to like he was like the one that stood out in his band or whatever or his group he was just like how the hell did we get fifth how did they get fourth how did they get third how did they get second how the fuck did they win and it's just like mans you got a lot to learn but like his character was pretty funny um just seeing the whole award ceremony was cool yeah it's kind of like interesting that the character like the peep the person that had the best expectations of them was the goddamn teacher the teacher that like the club like head or whatever teacher person that they have to have for the club to exist was just like third place what the fuck okay cool i was not expecting that y'all did great and so like but everybody else is like we should have won first what did we do wrong and it's just like no you're just a few points off it's fine it wasn't even that they should have they felt like they should have won they just felt like they worked that hard and they could have won it all. Like, I think if they had like gotten like 
you know, uh, last or second to last or whatever. They were like, we did it. We didn't suck as bad as we thought or like we have a lot to learn. But because they got third, they're like, as soon as they started naming off all these guys that they like, these guys are really good. These guys are really good. And their name wasn't announced yet. And then they was announced as third. They're like, we beat those guys and we could have won it all. And that's just like the heartbreak settling in. Like we could have almost done it. We could have like got first. And that's, I think that's where it, that's that men that uh, head frame came from toward the end when they're like crying and like saying that they should have won it all and all that. But the guys who yeah. won first, I mean, like they, they, they deserved it. That the main guy for that group, he's just super like humble and just like knows who these people are and just like wants to be friends. He's like, it's a good dude. Can't wait for the evil side of him to come out. Hopefully, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm very like, I I find it sorry tongue tied here. The guy, the team who won first, and the main guy that surrounds that team and who's probably going to go into the singles competition, I believe. It was just kind of interesting to watch. He's like, wait, how the fuck did we win? What? Is this a mistake? I I thought that was kind of cool. And like the fact that the girl, the girls team who was heavily favored, they came second by only a, like three points, I think. And they only beat third by a point was just like, how the fuck did we lose? How did we lose? Like her, her persona and her kind of uh, ego just took the biggest blow. And I have a feeling now she's going to be like begging and crying to get into the singles competition to redeem herself. But I, I, I don't know. Well, I, I just know. I just love like, that it that uh, it was like I beat him, and then it came down to you beat him by one point, and then that just turned into I didn't beat him. I really didn't beat him. I have to actually beat him. This that just lit a fire under her to get better and just actually fight him. Or uh, go against them in the uh, singles tournament. Yeah. And she, it's it, like when it comes to like, hey, I lost to him. It was because their team got what, like the audience award or something like that. Yep. So like the the entire audience loved their performance compared to everybody else's. So she's like, fuck, we beat them by a point. But then we lost to like the people who matter, not the judges. Or well, I guess the, they both count. But still like. I don't know. The she, moment she they put in that extra flair of that uh, that alternate style was when I'm like, I wonder if there's another prize. I wonder if there's like another thing they're going for right now. <laughs> because I'm like, there's no way that they don't get points for this because no one else has done it. It is a separate style that's not done in this, but it still counts. And you can see that from one of the judges like kind of like gushing over it. And if I recall, she's yeah. the one that gave them the prize for, for that one. And she was just super happy about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, th- this plays. This is this is how it works. So they just they went for the uh, audience win over the judge win. Yeah, uh, audience over technical. So it was, it was a good episode. I'm excited to see the singles tournament start. I'm wondering if they're going to go, like, straight into it or if they're going to have an episode of Reprieve, like, between the two tournaments in which he's like, Hey, I'm going to prepare a song. What song should I prepare? How should I play it? Am I going to play grandpa's song? Am I not going to play grandpa's song? Like, I wonder what they're going to do next. Episode. I would think so I'm they're going to do an episode of reprieve, but not even do what you're saying. Like have it be seeing what everyone else is doing in like this time of like 
between the uh, the group and the singles and just have it be like, you know, the that one girl trying to get in still, see uh, the brother and the mom both looking for him to talk to him about what he's going to play, maybe follow some of the uh, the the faces of the other groups and like what they're doing. Maybe the, the guy that's all full of himself, like, you know, confronting the, uh, the guy that won first and all that. I would like to see more of those other characters, like, you know, interact with each other and have it just be him. Like how it was when they first got there, just sitting by himself at a park, just in solitude, relaxing before the tournament starts and just, not really focusing on everything around him and just focusing on like the calm of everything. Yeah. Uh, another way I can see them taking it is just like, Hey, all your classmates are hanging out with you, trying to help you out. And then all these, like the characters who didn't approach him after the group tournament, which would be everybody, but the guy who won and the girl, or sorry, not the guy who won, the guy who was standoffish or like really like the main event in his band. The They were wearing red jumpsuits or they were wearing red uniforms. So besides him and the girl, I feel like every other side character is going to come into play in this next episode. And his brother and mom are going to be like fighting over like, hey, he's a changed person. No, he isn't. He still plays music. But look, at he's made friends. If he had stayed at home, he wouldn't have made friends. And then the power of friendship ends the show. I really hate you. That's it. You next that. next week is the end of it. It's just the power of friendship. <laughs> Moving on and not talking about the power of friendship. Holy shit. Talk about a butt clencher of an odd taxi episode. Jeez. Holy fuck this show. <clears throat> this show. It's it's happening. The dominoes. They're there. Finally. It's like in all the things in my head that's like, is this what's going to happen? Is this what like thinking 10 steps back and thinking 10 steps forward is what's going to happen because like I came up with new hypotheses. I've come like my mind is everywhere with this show. I love this fucking show. This is my favorite show by far. And I know Lobo, you fucking hate every week me coming in here and just being like shoving odd taxi straight down your throat. And I know you will watch it because I'll be mad at you if you don't, but Holy shit. What an episode. Yeah. It, like your brain has to go into full on scramble mode because of just again like we had talked about last week the sheer amount of stories that are in like happening at once and overlapping with one another like you you just you have to be thinking about every single aspect of each character's involvement with the main storyline to just get a sense for where this is going to progress to and thankfully with this episode the dominoes have started to fall, but there have been it's multiple stacks falling at once because we sort of get like two closing stories in this last episode. I, I don't think they close at all. They, I don't. They come to they're, they're starting to like go on the downslope, we'll say. Right. Because we have the one with the with the annoying yeah. viral kid who. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Fuck that kid. First, oh. Okay. So hang on. To, to sidetrack for a second, how mad were you with the scene of him like in bed with a very with the calico with girl the calico, with the calico yeah. cat? How mad were you? Oh my god, my man's my man's what the fuck? Because <laughs> oh I know how much you god. hate him, and so the fact that he's like getting like he's quote unquote successful because he started like this online campaign to track down uh, like Dobu, right? 
I believe that's what his name is. Yeah. Like he the, the monkey. The monkey, the villain, like one of the villains. We'll just we'll just call him by the animal name because they the really mon- don't repeat animals. So yeah. yeah. The the monkey. Um like his story somewhat comes to a close in a way because he he he's put in an impasse of of I have to do something. I have to actually be courageous. I can't just be this online persona now because people are starting to catch on that one. I'm not really doing anything, but also two, he he's sort of, and this is from the interaction with the calico. He is starting to realize like he's kind of a fraud, and so he needs like he, he finally has. I think to he get just that. doesn't like the attention. I think he just is like I wanted this attention, and then he's like now I have it, and holy shit, I hate it. Yeah, there, yeah. I think that's a that's a large portion of it too, but it's it's also like I think it, and it's it came out in his confrontation with the monkey, but he had like a, a, a he had to like really think about himself and what he was doing because he realized like yeah, getting virally successful is great, but at what cost? Like now all these people are looking at me as some sort of god figure, and that's what I keep telling people online too. Like I'm your god. Like I'm gonna go out and find this evil monkey and and bring him to justice, and you guys better follow me and. Also, by the way, give me tons of money to become a part of the my online chat room to find him. And, like, you should revere me. And then he finally comes face-to-face with them and is immediately like, holy shit, don't kill me. Please, for the love of God, don't kill me. I don't have much to live for, and really, I, I did all this just to get famous, but I don't know what I'm doing it for now, but Jesus, just don't and kill then me. And he gives him he gives him some solid advice. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta be happy with you before you could be like fu- like happy with anybody else." So uh, he just pretty much yeah, it was I like was... find your purpose. And he was like, "Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna actually get good grades. I'm gonna graduate." And he was like, "Yeah." The monkey was like, "Yeah, that's good. Do that." By the way, post a video right now telling everyone that you're done, and then I'm gonna hawk your phone into the lake, you little bastard. Oh, and by the way, uh, I'm still robbing you. So yeah. what do you have? <laughs> yeah. I've got a little bit of money. I bought this apartment. <laughs> I bought this car. You can have it all. Cool. Thanks. Right. And so I think I, the reason why I think that this storyline isn't quite over is because I think with all the connections of just like trying to hunt down Dobu or the monkey. I feel like he's going to try and now hunt down the taxi driver for the monkey. Yeah. And so that's why I'm kind of hesitant to say that that storyline is over. I, but, yeah, I guess rephrasing it in a way, the, the 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 portion of it that involves the viral sensation finding Dobu or finding the monkey. Yeah. Like that's sort of concluded. But again, like like you've just like you just said, every situation evolves into something new, right? And that's been apparent from the beginning, like with the the skull kid, the kid who wants to shoot. He's got the gun. He's going to he's trying to shoot the taxi driver for like the last three or four episodes. Right. Like his story completely changed. He went from this dude who was working at a video game company to getting addicted to Gachapon game or uh, like the gotcha games to uh, getting his prize possession but coming face to face with the taxi driver and, and immediately losing it. And now he's some sort of like villain like scary villain that everyone knows about and he's not just a villain he's the silent villain yeah he's he's the michael myers like i'm a skulk around really slowly and try and kill you yeah type of thing so like each each character's involvement whether it's in their own story that that just again happens to overlap or if it's in conjunction with like another character 
they're constantly evolving and changing. And I think that's another reason why this show is so great too, is because like it, it, it does constant, it makes you think way ahead of the game, like what's going to happen. And it makes you come up with all these different hypotheses because it's, it's constantly changing. Like every single episode, you just, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. Love, you need to watch it. You really do. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. I just rolled a D20 to see if I'd watch it, and I uh, it was on that one, so that's a no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you it. can go fuck yourself. You're watching the show. I'm I'm a force. I'm a, like, I will come to your place. I will sit you down. Once this comes out on Blu-ray, I will buy the Blu-ray, and I'm going to make you watch it. Sorry. I, you, can take, you, you can no. take your pee breaks. The you can take no. your pee breaks in between discs. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, okay. Oh, that's a nice die. Oh, Anywho, yeah. off topic there. Um yeah no like so between that dobu so th- i looked it up it is dobu um dobu helping the taxi driver like break the monkey out or like the mm-hmm. i guess there are two monkeys uh, so there's dobu the monkey and then there's best friend the monkey kakihana I which think is his name yeah uh i'm pretty sure that's it as well but like it's such a just it's a whirlwind. The episode the episode was just all over the fucking place with just the dominoes that it wanted to like tilt tilt down. Like yeah. you had the skull kid trying to kill uh the taxi driver on their when Dobu was in the car trying to bring you know, to go break out their friend. Mm-hmm. You had Dobu confronting the polar bear who they are like for all intents and purposes, like on the same side. Be, like they're like hey like we still we work for the same person it's just we're not supposed to interfere with each other's you know businesses but mm-hmm. then when he finds out that it's like badger games in which it's just like using women to like bankrupt other guys it's just like oh that's just pitiful you can go fuck yourself i'll help you with this yeah and then like you have that domino then you had as we talked about the kid the fucking viral kid who that domino's fallen now and now you have the doctor who's going place like the the doctor friend that's going from like place to place to try and find more information of this guy like this taxi driver's past and he finally reaches like hey this is where he used to live this is the landlord oh what do you mean the foundation paid for him for years to come to stay with you yeah, no, they paid me, and then the taxi driver started paying me back, so I held the money, and I'm going to give it back to him once he moves out or does whatever. And it's just like, okay, so there's a lot to unpack yeah. here. And then on top of the fact that the episode ends with them finding out that the fucking taxi driver's family, they're not like they're not just missing, they're dead. They're yeah. straight up dead, dead. This is where my wheels started to turn. I'm like, okay, let's go back 15 to 20 steps. This is all, this entire show is premeditated by the taxi driver. And that is where, and and I'm going to take you for a real quick, like, we got to make this a quick walk because we still got (laughs) two shows to discuss and we are at the 49 minute mark. Let's make this a quick walk. Yeah, yeah. He know taxi driver knows that his family is dead. His family is dead by Yano the porcupine, who's the main antagonist behind everything. This is this is all my predictions here. This is this is how I think it's gonna go now. Like stick your Charlie Day corkboard meme here. We're going. <laughs> Yano killed his parents for unknown reasons. It could have been Badger Games. It could have been something else. Who the fuck knows? 
Otakawa, the taxi driver, knows this, like, in the back of his mind, doesn't want it to believe it, or, like, is playing dumb and saying, no, 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 they're just missing. So I think he not necessarily tried to kidnap Yano's daughter, but for all intents and purposes, she's there at his house, supposedly. We still don't know if she's an imaginary person or not, or just a cat. But he kidnaps her, Yano's trying to find him, and this is all just a ploy for Otakawa, the taxi driver, to just take Yano's empire of just crime ring down. Some really stupid, elaborately way of bringing him down. I don't know. I like uh, it, it was a real quick walk, but like that would be bonkers if that was true. No, I think because what comes out in this episode too, and I'll, I'm going to be as brief as possible, is you you get a sense that the taxi driver who originally in the in the first you know portion of the episodes came off as this really like kind of reserved person, like didn't stick his neck out for anyone, just kind of fend for himself because he had to from an early age because we were led on to believe that his parents had just abandoned him. And from, you know, from essentially when he was in elementary school until present, he's been alone. So he's just not the type of person to, you know, reach, stick his neck out for anyone or or try to help anyone out if it doesn't benefit him. This past episode, he comes out with this whole, like, I'm a vigilante. Like, I want justice. Like, I want to be the person that is the hero of a story, which is completely against what we originally thought. So I, I, I am kind of on board with your theory like i I do think there is going to be this was crazy twist in a few episodes from now where we find out that yeah there has been this long-standing history between yano and potentially even dobu too that we don't even know about and that don't and you know and the villains don't even know about because they've never met the taxi driver or or at least knew him when the previous events with his parents taxi driver yeah so i i think that's a very viable theory and i am just again butthole clenched every single episode from start to finish and it'll just i don't think i'm going to survive at some point i think i'm going to suffocate and myself with how tight my butt cheeks are going to clench together for this next episode because my gosh the dominoes have to explode at some point right like just everything yeah and the one the one plot hole into my theory is that Otakawa is 41 years old and apparently Yano the porcupine is 27. So there goes my theory that the porcupine killed his parents but I think, because there ain't no fucking way he did it as an infant. It's a lo- it's an old crime ring though. So it could just be an extension of, you know, just the crime ring. I guess ring it could have been his parents. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, we'll we'll see, but like my god, this show every week it's Oh, it's so stellar. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Uh. But moving on to other very, very good shows. Tokyo Revengers. Lobo, speak to me, buddy. Good episode. No? No? Yeah, okay. Well. Good episode. All right. Is that all you want to say? Yeah. Oh, God. What happened is just, you know, as I said, he went Super Saiyan. He let them have it. He fucking had a whole heartfelt thing and just yelled at them. And he had shit on his head the entire time. He had he had a good old piece of doo doo on top he of his head, and nothing brings friends together than a poop joke on his head. And yep, that nothing ended nothing brings people the war. together. Just him having a big old dog turd on his head. Cool. Yep. But then started like by the end of the episode. War part two, like I, I uh, choose not to accept that they're friends again. 
like so basically under like the war ends they go like uh main guy and girl go to the or takamichi and his girlfriend go to like a festival with draken and the girl that likes him i don't remember what her name is but like they go to the festival they get split up and then takamichi finds out that the bully that had essentially enslaved him like at the very beginning of the show where like they were his like he was their bitch for weeks at a time or months is like hey i refuse to accept that this gang is back like is that these two heads are back together this fucking leader of this gang also took everything away from me the day he beat the shit out of me in front of everybody i'm gonna kill his his second in command or did Draken beat the shit out of him? He I don't wants. Remember. He's going after Draken specifically because Draken's the one that humiliated him. Okay, so it was Draken that beat the shit out of him with like one kick or one punch or whatever it was. If I recall, but, they both had a thing with it, but Draken's the one that like really killed his ego. So. Okay. Then yeah, and like so, it's like okay, this guy's coming after Draken, and then it's just like Takamichi meets up with one of the other gang members and it's just like oh by the way we need to find draken because and then they both talk at the same time oh yeah this person's trying to kill him and they both say two separate names you're like oh this ain't good we went from one person wanting to kill draken to two people now wanting to kill draken and it's not even the original guy that was gonna kill him fuck how do we find them how do we stop this so and then the episode it, it ends on... with the guy the was it the the guy that the other gang member was warning Takamichi about showing up. It was and I'm like, yeah. oh, I remember that guy. He's the uh, he's the idiot that was just standing there rooting for his buddy who got the shit beat out of him and was just yeah. not even conscious and standing. I'm like, props to that guy for staying on his feet. But at the same time, keep it up and you dead. Yeah, it was the best friend of the guy who got. I think his name is shit beat out. Ah, awesome thing. Poo pa p a. It's p e h p e or p a h, but yeah, like it wasn't the. It was a good episode for all intents and purposes. It was really good because you were like, "Oh, hey, we averted this war. Done deal. Like I can go back to the past whenever I want, or like the f- future whenever I want." But I'm going to enjoy my time a little bit and go to this festival with my girlfriend. Thank God he did, said, you know, thank God. If he just went back to the fucking future, it's just like, I stopped it. No, you didn't. He's fucking dead, dude. Yeah, prick. Shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could have he could have gone back on day, like August 2nd and then August 3rd, just gone back and been like, okay, where the fuck am I? Let's get this done. Um, But yeah, that that was a real fucking no pun intended twist of a knife. Um, I, yeah, again, the show is very well done. The time travel isn't a hindrance to shows. Like most shows, it could be like, it's jumping the shark. It it really is just kind of like, we're a little too lazy, but we're just like, we're just going to introduce time traveling and that's how we're going to, it's a catch all. And that's how we're going to explain everything. So I'm really enjoying this show as a time travel show for all intents and purposes because like time travel is just really kind of crummy to do and really can be difficult to to master so yeah it's it's a good good show good solid show i'm excited for next week 
don't know about you. You got anything else to say on it? Uh, nope. Still the same levels of excitement. Just, you know, I'm vibing with it. Fair. Um, I'm going to have you, though, kick us off on My Hero Academia because let's get your 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 thoughts in there. Let's get your thoughts out there. Magical, you can go second, and then I'll, I'll finish us off here on thoughts of the episode, and then we can discuss or whatever. I mean... I, I knew this was happening because I read the book, so like it's it was never a surprise to me. I'm happy that the way that it went, uh, it came out, and with all the uh, animation, and everything, uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, what this was building towards in regards to that. Seeing them, seeing what it was that they were building towards in regards to Deku. In the very beginning, we had that weird dream sequence, and then seeing it pay off here at the very end and show that oh you're not in full control anymore time to go back to basics and learn this shit with something new and deku just got some new powers cool i th- i have to reread the the chapter because for whatever reason i remember it being him yelling at um shinzo to take control of his mind not uraraka so I have to go back and reread that to see which one is more, which one was the accurate one, because in my mind it was Deku that was yelling at him to brainwash him. But I'm I'm happy with the episode. It's what I expected it to be, and uh, yeah, basically it. I I'd, I'd rather not talk about what we did last time and just the entirety of the season. Let's just focus on the episode. No, I sticking to the episode. I will say that my expectations were that the League of Villains would actually come in at this point because you just knew that having nothing happen between matches one and four, having it sort of play out in a sense for how you anticipated it. Obviously, the tie from match three was a bit off-putting, but Bakugo's match being pretty quick, that was to be expected. I just came in thinking, okay, match five, it's Deku... Something's going to have to happen, whether it's League of Villains infiltrate and show their face, you know, in season five or some events with the vestiges, you know, whatever it might be. Because, again, this is the second time he's fighting Shinzo. The first time when he was brainwashed, he actually saw the vestiges. There was that aspect to it. You just knew that it wasn't going to be a conventional match. And I, I, I... was impressed by how it played out. Like, again, coming from someone who hasn't read the manga, I was very interested with the aspect of him obtaining new powers through the previous holders of One for All. Um, I was a little confused as to, like, how he actually, like, snapped... It it, it came to this point where, like, he was out of control... And I, I got to say the whole, like, when you're angry, it's it's hard to control. Remember, you know, be be mindful of that when you're going forward in the future and using the powers, because it's going to be very difficult for you. Um, I was kind of like, ah, okay, that's that's whatever. I'd have let, I would have been more interested if, if it was something that Shinzo had brought on because of another brainwash. But I digress. I am very impressed by the episode. I'm happy knowing where they're going to be going now for the rest of the season. Now that I'm actually fully aware of where the story's progressing, I'm very much intrigued now. Um, so getting the tournament arc 
past match five. I'm excited to see the progression of things. So, Lobo, I won't have to kick your ass. So, good for you. (laughs) All I have to say, fucking finally something of substance in this show this season see i could have been right, mean. i know Bobo. you don't i could have been mean i know i know you don't want to hear like oh this whole season finally something of substance this season so first off i want to go back to your statement real quick lobo of like the animation was good it started out rough as fuck i don't know if you noticed how bad deku's jumping animation at the very beginning was it like it was so fucking bad he literally jump they freezed it and they literally just point and click enlarged him they didn't change anything about him they legitimately enlarged him to seem like he was jumping and like getting closer to the camera it was horrendously bad that like i don't notice these things normally this is something i noticed because it was that bad Go back and watch it, and you'll. It's within the first two minutes. Audience, like theme you guys song excluded. Know that he just lied to you all right there. You know he no, always no, no. noticed these things. Theme song he excluded. Went off theme on, song on excluded. Tanya, you know, remember that? He went off on Tanya. Come on now, Tanya. What the fuck? Saga Ta- of Tanya, Tanya the Evil. Oh, I loved that show. I just had to nitpick it because we th- not. Okay, sidebar here. A good podcast is ter- a good podcast isn't four or three or whatever how many people just circle jerking like this is amazing. No, you need to throw something in there that's just like ah. Uh, You're getting off. Point. Like there Let's was this one little thing. My Hero Academia. The animation. Just go back, watch the first two minutes without the intro. You'll see the exact jumping animation I'm talking about. It's terrible. Anywho, I like was not expecting more superpowers. Was not. Like, I was like, oh, vestiges, this is kind of cool. Like, they're going to tell him, like, back when I had the power of one for all, I did this in my time. And now it's just like, no, 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 I had my own power. But, like, because I had one for all, it like, that power was, like, exponentially more powerful. And you're going to obtain that power. But you're not only going to obtain my power, you're going to obtain six other powers. Did not see that coming. It just turned into did not at all. The Last Airbender. I, yeah, it just turned me on my goddamn head right there. Just like, okay, I see where the show is going in the future. This is how he becomes the number one hero. It's not because he's super buff and strong and stuff, but because he's super buff and strong and stuff with six other fucking powers to go along with it. You master the air bending and the water bending and the fire bending and the earth bending and the fucking tentacle monster thing that you just fucking destroyed half the damn map for and you'll be one you'll you'll be the most powerful hero of all time no honestly like this this episode was great it made the rest of the season worth it just for the fact that it's like okay what the fuck is the point of throwing this little weird mini tournament arc other than like introducing side characters but then you give us like hey for the next few seasons, here's what you have to look forward to. This is what you have to look forward to. Start guessing what these powers are now. Other than the tentacle, weird shadow puppet thing. So, yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised with this episode and, and the amount of 
goodwill and or not good goodwill. Goodwill is not the good or right term for this, but like how much it made you look forward to the future for this show. Cause to me like that, that like it gave it some new life because like, as, as you were saying, magically average, this is the point where the league of villains come in. It was going down that predictability, like predictable path of just like, Hey, we're going to start this thing. And then halfway through or midway through or whatever partway through somebody, some bad guy is going to show up and try and ruin everything or does ruin everything. And it's gone through that every single arc. It's, I mean, not except for maybe the tournament arc of which like the class tournament mm. that's maybe like the one time it doesn't but just every other time it's just like yep this big bad shows up or even like with the handsome gentleman this little bad shows up and is trying to fuck everything over and now it's just like okay instead of doing what we've done for the past four and a half seasons we're gonna throw you a little curveball how do you like that and i Loved it. You can fucking hook, line, and sinker for me, okay? Like, the show is already really good. I really love this show. But now you now you just were like, you made me giddy for the next few seasons. Yeah. Give it to me. I'm ready. Leva, you look disappointed. Uh, Talk to anybody. You know, just listening to what you have to say. And you just, it doesn't sound like you like the show whenever you go off like that. But I'm glad to hear that you do, in fact, like it. I do. But... I do so really to enjoy answer, the show. I'm to actually one reading... thing to to answer one thing that magically said about um, what was it? Fuck, I just lost it. Uh, it was about the 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 powers and everything. Um, vestiges. The, oh, the, vest- the, the anger thing. Yeah. That was specifically for his power because of the way he is, and I if I can't remember what number he is in the line. But if I recall, I think they went a little bit more in depth with this in in this scene uh, mm-hmm. in the book maybe but the whole thing is for the actual you know uh, the strength and all that shit that he's been using uh that is just it and he he's learned to overcome it and use it and somewhat almost master it but his power is as soon as you get irritated as soon as you get annoyed as soon as you get angry you got to you know temper that because my power might come out and that's why he was getting, you know, edged on the entire time. He was just getting, uh, you know, shit talked to. And he started getting a bit, you know, angry and frustrated because he wants to make sure his team's okay, but he can't. And then all of a sudden he's just like, all right, I got to take this guy down. I just have to trust that they got this shit. Let me take him down. He just keeps, you know, egging him on. And it finally just snaps. And because he was already at that state where he was unsure about his power after that like weird dream he had it was unlocking because as they it kept saying with like those dream things that uh, all might was talking to grant torino about the vestige of saying it's not time yet it's not time yet the fact that deku has the power it's time and he has to learn to master all of them now so for him don't get angry and if you do get angry channel it into my power and learn to control it yeah. So hopefully that's the only one that has an issue with that. Be- otherwise, like Deku doesn't really get angry too often unless he's in like a big fucking fight with a boss dude. Like, um, was it that last arc with uh, saving Eri? He's usually kind of like, you know, cool headed in that regard, but, you know, also freaking out internally at the same time. So mm-hmm. anger isn't really a thing we see too often with Deku. Yeah, no, and I get that. And I, I guess going into it, too, 
with with again not knowing where the story's progressing as far as the manga goes i i interpreted that scene in particular as all of the like all of the powers that you will be having to master feed into this this idea at the beginning that you have to control your emotions just in general mm-hmm. because i i correlated that to how the show has always portrayed all might as this hero who on the outside is constantly smiling is never fearful is the symbol of peace and hope and that's how he was able to to control all for or one for all um at when he was a hero now again not knowing where the the, the story in the manga i don't know if all might had powers that Deku is going to have to master as well. Like, I don't know if that's going to be a part of it. I don't know if this is the first instance where we're going to actually see one for all, emer- all the powers emerge through Deku. Based, based on like the conversations had about the vestiges with all might. It, it doesn't sound like he under- he knows anything right. about them, which is really weird considering how long he's had them. And yeah, I think he's, what was it, when he first heard about it, I was like, I have never seen that before, but my master knows about that. I'm like, wait, how long have you had this power? How do you now know this shit? What the fuck? All Might? Damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, and in my brain immediately went to, after he was speaking with the vestige, where with the, um, what was it, like the black rope or what, like his 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 power, the power uh, that we black saw whip. in the episode. Black whip. When he was talking and how he was saying, like, oh, I had this ability before, this quirk before, but then when I when I inherited one for all, um, I it was, like, enhanced. My yeah. mind immediately went to, oh, so is this why Deku is getting the powers? Because he never had a quirk to begin with, so his body is just, like, a vessel for all these powers to come out of? Like, that would be interesting. And it would also explain sort of the, the backstory about how like all might had little to no experience with the vestiges and only his predecessor had. And that was just through experience of her own. Who knows Uh, this me just again, me speaking about this in general, this is what is getting me so excited for the rest of this season and in the story progressing forward. Like I, I am immediately like this one episode took me from make me interested to, I am 110% invested in the rest of this now. So I want to pose a quick question because I know we're over time, but I want to pose a really quick question to you, Lobo, in that manga aside, is there any way they could have gotten to this point of the story without the tournament arc involved? Because the tournament arc has been very standard up to this point. Can they have gotten here where we're at right now with Deku and the Vestiges without the tournament arc? There, they could have. The only thing that makes me like this over like anything else would be the the other ways they would do it would be like them going through like the work studies thing and him having to fight some guy and he just loses it, or it being like a training course with just their class and they're doing things and they're working on their skills and their abilities, or like another League of Villains attack and they have to take out another Nomu and then it unlocks again. We've seen it over and over and over again. This tournament arc of sorts is different from what we've been seeing because every the past few arcs has just been them fighting League of Villains or villain-esque characters. This one is just like, all right, let's just have them in class for once because they don't get to do class work all that often in the show. 
And I think that's why I like this more than like anything else. Because I'm t- I, honestly, I'm sick and tired of them fighting the fucking League of Villains. I want there to be like a breather for both of them because what's going on with League of Villains is crazy. Like with what it seems like they're planning, not really knowing what the fuck's going on, him trying to take over now that what's his name's locked up. But like, it gets boring if it's just them fighting each other over and over and over again, arc after arc after arc. So I like that there's a breather now and they're both like, you know, building each other themselves up. So the heroes and class one, a, and all of them are like working and be getting stronger. But that means at the same time, the league of villains are doing shit and we don't know what that is yet. And I like that mystery behind it instead of just having it cut back to them. And there's a scheme going on that might come into play in like two or three more episodes. So. Yeah. And again, I I see why they're doing this tournament now. Like it makes sense with this exposition that just happened in this episode. Um, Now the question is who fucking wins the, like who wins this match? Is it going to be Deco with crazy super whip tentacle powers? Or is it going to be one B because you know, they have, more stable people who don't know what the like they know what the fuck they're doing and now it's like an i mean all right now brawl. their teamwork is fucking spectacular it would make sense Yo, it they is would win, phenomenal you know? we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about the fact that they got into a fight and honestly like it was it was good and their teamwork is great and it's better than 1a because 1a is more so like hey we've been thrown into situations but usually we're disjointed we're not with each other we've never really fought with each other so it makes sense mm-hmm. um but yeah, we we really need to wrap this this bitch up. So, thank you all for joining us this week. We will be back next week. Either all three of us or two of us. We'll see. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, if you want to talk to us in a more direct manner, we now have a Discord server, as we have for the past couple of weeks. Uh, if you go to our Twitter, you can find an invite link there. Uh, any and all feedback of this show is still welcomed. We're still fairly new with this being, I think, the seventh episode, eighth episode. I don't know. I'm not at this point. I'm. No, I'm keeping track still. But anywho, this is the seventh episode. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, if you have any other feedback and you do not have access to Twitter, you can send us an email at bakakopodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, everybody, it's been a pleasure. Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up. Back up.